What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Courting the Field podcast. My name is Carl Jones, and I'm joined here today with my co-host, Sean Flannery. How you doing today, Sean? I'm good, CJ. What's going on? How you doing? Man, I'm good, man. Class has started tomorrow, so a little anxious about that. But besides <laughs> that, I'm, I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. How about you? I'm good. Class has started tomorrow for me as well, so I'm not necessarily looking forward to do it, but it gives me something to, to do at night, I guess, some homework or whatever, but... Yeah, man. Cool on homework, bro. <laughs> Today, uh, we have a special guest for you guys, man. He's a former teammate of ours, uh, Kipper Nichols. He'll be joining us in a little bit. Um, it was a great conversation. We covered a lot of topics, talking about from St. Ed's all the way up to his future aspirations and what he looks, what he plans on to do in the future. So that was exciting. I can't wait to, for you guys to hear that one. Um, but first, we're going to talk about the first round of the NBA playoffs a little bit and recap about what we talked about on the previous pod. Sean, so Sean will get us going with that one. Yeah, so I think kind of going the way most of us have thought, you know, the first round, obviously the Bucks and Lakers getting off to a rough start, um, but kind of catching their feet underneath them. Finally, two to one in both those series. Um, but a team that's, I wouldn't say surprising, but playing above expectations um, from what I've seen is the Heat, Miami Heat. And, you know, I – Pacers, yeah, they kind of went on a little bit of a run to, you know, secure a playoff spot towards the end of the season. So um, a, lot of, a lot of people might, might say that they're not a great team, especially without Sabonis. But the Heat have just kind of made them look hopeless and helpless. And it's guys like Jimmy Butler, Dragic stepping up big, Adebayo, and Harrow, Duncan Robinson, they're getting a lot of contributions from a bunch of, a bunch of guys every, every night. And um, I think they've looked great so far. Um, and I know we were talking about it on the last podcast. And I think I specifically said, I was like, I don't know who on the Bucks can guard Giannis. And, you know, kind of watching them, you know, so far, they have so many wing defenders that six, seven, the six, eight that are they're experienced, good defenders. Jimmy Butler, obviously, is an aggressive defender. So they just have different guys that you could throw at him throughout the game. And, you know, assuming them and the Bucks meet in the next round, I think that'll be an interesting matchup, you know, just how hard the Heat play. Uh, they're well coached. So I think they'll be prepared. Um, but, you know, they've, they've really surprised me in the way that they've kind of asserted their dominance in this series. And, you know, look, look, uh, looking forward to them matching up with the, Buc the Bucks in the next series. Yeah, the Heat have been a, um, a surprise in how well they played in the bubble. Um, like you said, they have a bunch of B to B minus B plus guys who just play hard and they play well yeah. together. Um, sometimes it's not about like the high end talent that you have, but it's about how well you play together. So they have a lot of pieces that mesh well together and it's going to be very interesting next round and um, how they match up with the Bucks. But um, going back to the last pod for me, um, obviously I'll talk to you guys a lot about uh, Michael Porter and the Nuggets and how I was very interested in that series. And boy, I think Donovan Mitchell hurt. <laughs> and he's taken over that series and he's done a done a phenomenal job um in that series he's getting to his spots he's doing quite frankly whatever he wants out there I know that the Nuggets are down two starters but I mean quite frankly I don't think it really matters with the way that he's playing um Mike Conley coming back um getting back into the bubble and he's played well so I think that that series kind of opened up I mean kind of shocked me a little bit uh, Michael Porter I mean, I know he's young. He's 20, 21 years old, um, and he's getting targeted on the defensive end of the floor, which happens in the playoffs, you know, it's matchups. That's all it's about in the, in this time of year. So I think that um, – I think they play uh, tonight at 9 o'clock, so I'll be locked into that one. I want to see how the Nuggets respond. Um, obviously, Jokic is a top 10, 15 player in the league, and I want to see how he goes back at Rudy and see how he uh, responds to the – abysmal performances they put on the past two games because they lost last game by uh, 21 and then I mean not two games they lost game two by 21 and then they lost game three by 37 it was worse yeah. than that at one point so I'm interested to see that one tonight absolutely um kind of a series I want to talk about that I think it was you who highlighted it um your east matchup Celtics Sixers that kind of just I don't know what's going on with the Sixers you know you mentioned how you kind of wanted to see Embiid or Simmons without their counterpart, without one of, one of the, or without each other together on the floor at the same time. And it's almost, I turned it on today and, you know, they're down 3-0. They weren't going to win this last game, but it's, you know, five, six minutes left in the fourth. And who knows what happens in the NBA? Like you, some guys go 
gets hot, you go on a 12-0 run, boom, you're right back in it. But it's almost like you see Embiid just kind of looking frustrated out there. And I don't know if it's because he's frustrated with himself. You know, a lot of the announcers talk about how he looks like he's out of shape every once in a while. And they were talking about it today. He's playing a lot of minutes. You know, he's getting a lot of touches. But at the same time, you know, a guy of his size, his talent, his skill, you know, he's got great footwork, could shoot the ball. But he's also so big and broad, you kind of think that he should be, you know, dominating series like these other guys, like Luka, Giannis, you know, these guys. And it's not like they have a bad team, the Sixers. It's just kind of like I think I mentioned before, the way they're set up with Al Horford and so many bigs that really they don't have any wing guys that you could go to and say, give me a bucket. So it'll be interesting to see what they do this, this offseason, you know, whether it's trades or kind of blow it up, blow up the whole team and see what goes on. Yeah, it's interesting. Like we, they've been telling us for the past, I don't know, six or seven years to trust the process, right. <laughs> be patient. Well, the process is here now. Um, yeah, the draft picks are here. They're not prime, obviously, but I mean, they're of age. Close to it, yeah. And I don't know if they make a move on Benner uh, and Bead, or if they make a move on Tobias or uh, out. What's cr- crazy to me is their Tobias is their highest paid player, and he's like, he's got a, gr- a great body for a person that could be a stretch four to like a three and D guy. But um, he just, like I said before, they don't really have that wing guy that you can say, I beat someone off the dribble. He's kind of stashed in the corner and you're having Embiid play with the ball up top or Simmons. That's where I think they miss Simmons. This series is a guy that can attack the rim, but I don't know. It's interesting. Having the highest played player as a three and D three point specialist is tough. Well, they officially got swept, so they'll be in Cancun shortly. <laughs> um, but going back out west, um, I think the series that Twitter won't stop talking about is that Clippers Mavs series, man. That's a um we were recording as Luka Doncic hit the thirty foot step back game winner. So that was kind of exciting. You guys will hear that uh very shortly, our reaction to that. But if it wasn't for a terrible referee mistake, uh ejecting uh, KP. Mavs may be up 3-1 right now. And I know both of us have the Clippers winning it all. Yeah. It's interesting to see them struggle with a – Mavs are probably have the best offense in the league, but it's interesting to see them struggle in the first round. Yeah, no, I mean, Luka has looked phenomenal so far. And playing – winning today without Porzingis is just even a better feature to add to uh, his resume. Um, but, you know, if he could take – this team and beat the Clippers in the first round. I think, you know, he just kind of is beginning to, to cement his legacy as, you know, the top two or three player in the NBA right now. And it's crazy. Like we said, he's what, 21, 22, if that, I mean, 21 years old, 21 years old and already, you know, has a series tied two two against the number one or number two seed. Um, but a lot of people have the Clippers, you know, winning it all. Like CJ said, we both do. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm personally, I'm not too worried. Like uh, picking the Clippers, I think you know the Paul George hasn't played well. Kawhi didn't play great today. Um, they, I think they could get their scoring going, get their defense back under them. But I don't know, man. Luca has been on a tear, and I, it's fun to see. You know, I kind of enjoy it. So. No, I'm definitely enjoying seeing his performance. Obviously, I think Paul George will snap out of it at some point. I mean, he's still a professional athlete. We all go through slumps. Hopefully this slump is short-lived and he gets back on track in uh, game five, I want to say. But I, I want to talk about Luca a little bit and how he's 21 years old. And obviously we grew up with LeBron and he was phenomenal at 21. But outside of LeBron, I can't really think of anyone who was as good as Luca is at 21. It's, it's fascinating to see. I mean, because a lot of guys were coming out at 18, 19 years old. But Luca just looks different out there. He looks poised, man. I mean, I know he was p- playing professional ball at, what, 15, 16 years old over yeah. there uh, in Europe. So he's a little bit differently when it, built when it comes to maturity because he's been playing professional ball for so long. But I'm just watching him out there. He doesn't fear the moment. He's talking trash back at the guys. He's going at the guys. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal to see, man. No, it's great to see. I agree. I think, like you said before, or you just said, is – a big part of it is him playing professionally, you know, when he was a teenager and, uh, you know, some guys were, the guys he's playing against were playing high school basketball. Like Zion was playing, looked like the children of the poor um, when he was in high school. But Luca at that age was playing grown men, thirties, 20, oh, late twenties, early thirties. 
and he was playing, getting paid and doing this thing for a living at a young age. And I think that's kind of helped his growth, which is kind of interesting as we see, you know, guys like LaMelo Ball, RJ Hampton, just to name a few, have already made that decision to, you know, either leave high school early or not attend college at all and go out overseas and get that experience. And I think we're kind of starting to see how that is kind of working out. Um, you know, their draft stock is obviously high for them, but guys like Luca that come from overseas that we really don't know much about, you know, you can see how well prepared they are, how skilled they are. And, you know, he's translating his game tremendously to the NBA level. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fascinating to see. Obviously, once again, we both have the Clippers in the finals, but it's great to see great basketball, man. I've missed it for so long. And then to finish off real quick about that Lakers uh, Blazers series, man. Obviously, LeBron had a, not a stinker by any means or any stretch, but I mean, he had a, a game below a LeBron expectation game with only having 10 points. And then he shows out yesterday, man. He, he reminds everyone that I'm still LeBron James. I still got, I'm still in the damn throne. I'm the king. <laughs> you know, that playoff run is a thing, you know, obviously us being from Cleveland, we've seen him make that switch year in and year out. And I think he's made that switch. I mean, obviously you have a, a I don't even call it a theory at this point, because I think it's like, <laughs> he, he puts a lot on his teammates play to see if he can trust him later on down the line. And I think that was kind of evident early on in the series. And then I think he reminded everyone real quick about who the hell he is. Yeah, no, Brown has done everything in his career very strategically. And, you know, I they don't think we give him enough credit for how smart he is as a businessman, a player and everything. Um, it's just kind of, it's just a case, a point that I thought, you know, kind of watching the end of the season, the seeding games play out is, you know, he, he kind of seemed to like take a step back, let these guys kind of get a groove going, see who he could, you know, trust on the floor late in the game. And, it kind of showed in that first game is that maybe he was not completely adjusted or turned that switch on yet, but um, you know, he's starting to pick it up, like you said, but I, the Lakers, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I think they'll get past the Blazers with no problem, but you know, it's kind of going to be interesting going forward because they don't look great, especially when LeBron and AD aren't putting up 25 plus between them both. Um, it's just kind of where's their scoring going to come from. And I think having Rondo back um, will, will help a little bit just another creator playmaker um but if they're not getting guys like kcp and maybe Dion, jr kuzma you know in the game and knocking down shots it's going to be tough for them to even you know make it to that uh the finals or even the western conference finals yeah because i'm not a big houston guy i'm not i'm biased and <laughs> big steph curry guy so you guys draw the parallels from there but uh they don't look like anything to mess with and obviously they're missing their second guy in command right now in Russ and right, wrong, or how, about how you feel about him. He ain't no joke. He's coming at you 110 miles per hour at all times. So they look great without him. Um, he gets back. Um, Houston's unique, man. They're, uh, the way they play is unique. To, and no one else in the league plays like that. I mean, no one's above six, seven. Uh, literally a three or a layup is illegal to shoot anything else. I, I saw Harden in the fourth quarter have an easy mid-range step backs and kicks out to the wing. I'm like, okay, he's just wiring his damn brand that like the mid-range is illegal. But getting off of that uh, tangent, I think that'll be an interesting matchup for the Lakers, man, just because it's kind of polar opposites on how the two teams are built. You know, the Lakers are fairly bigger um, with AD and JaVale and Dwight and obviously LeBron being 6'9". And then the Houston's, they're all in with 3 and D, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. Houston's looked great so far. I know we both picked the Thunder to – Win this series, I, and it's still possible, but, you know, without last night uh, on Saturday when they squeaked by the, the Rockets, I think it would have been kind of seemingly over at 3-0, but, you know, they're still in there. Um, still a chance of them making it out, but the Rockets have looked great. You know, like you said, the way they play is so different and unique that it's kind of – you almost think, like, okay, obviously the paint is going to be open on offense, so let's get our bigs and go in there. Well – the way the NBA is played and every team plays now is we're going to score threes. We're going to run. Everyone wants to do this stuff. You might not be so acclimated to pounding it in the post, every possession, possession, possession. And then when you have to do it, or that's what your goal is, you know, it might be something that's just different and you're not comfortable doing. So I think that might have a little bit of it, but I just, they just look so good. You know, they have so many scoring options and the way they play is so fun to watch and, I kind of wish it was Rockets, Mavs, just kind of – I think Luka and Harden are, are two similar type players. They like to play with the ball up top, slow to fast, and 
Uh, both their step backs are just unguardable. But um, who knows? Maybe we'll we'll see them eventually. Who knows? Yeah, who knows, man? I mean, everything is looking funny down there in the bubble, man. Everything's different, I guess you could say. So it's interesting in that regard. And going back to your point a little bit about how uh, the Rockets kind of invite post-ups and all that stuff. I watched Steven Adams in the first quarter get five straight post uh, entry passes, right? Mm-hmm. And he probably scores three out of the five. By the third, fourth quarter, I don't think I ever saw, I don't saw, I never saw another entry pass. So it's like the Rockets are daring you to do that every single possession because, I mean, obviously, as we know, three is worth more than two. And they only have to shoot about 30% from the floor to make up for the fact that, because they shoot so many damn threes, if they hit yep. 20 out of 60, I mean, the math adds up, you know? No, absolutely. And I think that's the why they, you know, Daryl Moore and their, their uh, front office are so analytically sound in what they do. And, they set this up for it to be like that. You know, the three is worth more than two. And, you know, you're not going to shoot 100% from two-point field goals. If we shoot 40 30% from three, it will be in every game that we can. And they shoot a high volume of it. They have good shooters on the floor at all times, either four or five shooters on the floor at all times that you trust knocking shots down. And, and yeah, yeah, they just – they're hot right now. They're the team that you don't want to see going forward. But – um. That series is 2-1. Thunder is still in it. So we'll see what happens going forward there. For sure. Well, enough about us, man. I know you guys um, heard that we're going to introduce uh, Kipper. Kipper Nichols, a teammate of ours. So without further ado, we're going to uh, introduce Kip uh, after the uh, short sponsorship. Joined here today with a special guest, a good friend of ours, former high school teammate at St. Ed's, played his college ball at Illinois, KP, Mr. Smoothie, a.k.a. Kipper Nichols. How you doing today, big dog? I love that. I love that, Mr. Smoothie, man. I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. How, how y'all boys doing? I'm good. We're good. Uh, just kind of excited to have you on. I'm um, excited to get this thing rolling. First guest, so special for you to be on here. And okay, we I wanted, mean, of we, course, I feel so special. Yeah, we so, wanted Mr. Smoothie to be our first guest. So I appreciate, appreciate you boys, man. I appreciate it. That's love. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get into a little bit about you. Um, you know, you played ball at Illinois. We played with you at St. Ed's, won a state championship there. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, you know, just checking in what you've been up to, you know, during this corona time or quarantine. What have you been doing, working out, and kind of what's going on with you? Um, really just pumping iron, man. Really just going at it every day, man. And, uh, nah, but <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, I've been working out, man. I've been uh, reading a lot. Uh, just trying to stay out the way, um, you know, just trying to stay as prudent as possible in these times, man, thinking ahead and not not letting my mind get uh, bogged down by, you know, the circumstances and, um, you know, just, just reflecting on what's important, man. That's what good. Are you reading? Yeah. What have I been reading? Uh, I've got it right here, man. It's called The Science of the Mind by uh, Ernest Holmes, man. It's a great book. I uh, highly recommend I didn't know you knew how to read, so that's I just good. I just I just learned. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, next yeah. thing we'll we'll teach you writing next. Okay. Oh my god, that, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> no, that's good. You're doing a lot more reading, a lot more positive stuff than I am. But so you know, back to Illinois uh, last year. I think you guys were 21 and 10 when the season ended. So you guys had a pretty good team. You guys were kind of going in the right direction. I think you had your, your your season high in that last game too against Iowa, but you know, kind of the theme of you know asking a lot of players that got their season cut cut short, and you know, for you guys that were you're heading in the right direction, had a good good team, looking forward to the tournament. Kind of what was your mentality and your mindset? Like you know, the first time you heard, you know, either the tournament was canceled or your season will be postponed. Kind of walk us through like what that process for you was uh, back then. Um. Okay, I'll, t- I'll take you through uh, sort of what actually happened and then, you know, how I kind of digested it. But uh, so we were in Indianapolis getting ready for the Big Ten tournament. Um, you know, that's when uh, a lot of it had really uh, hit the sport, the sporting community. And uh, so, you know, first there was talks about, you know, no, no fans. We were in the hotel uh, getting all this news. And, uh, you know, obviously everybody, you know, initially is like, no way, you know, no way this is going to happen. And uh, so the next day we wake up, uh, we go to practice. Um, and in the middle of the practice, 
uh, one of our managers uh, pulled me to the side and said, yeah, bro, it's, it's over with. No, no Big Ten tournament. I'm like, sheesh, like, man, like, you know, it really, it really cut it out. And, uh, you know, we finished practice. Uh, he brought us in, coach brought us in and, and told us, you know, he broke, broke the news. So we get on the bus uh, back to Champaign, which is about a, uh, a two hour drive. And uh, so, you know, some guys are asleep, some guys are just, you know, doing whatever. We, we get about 30 minutes from Champaign and, uh, you know, guys are like, yo, check your phone, check your phone. You know, come to find out uh, the rest of the season is canceled. Um, uh, definitely. And so everybody's just kind of shook, you know. Uh, so we pull up to the gym. Uh, one of our assistant coaches uh, stood up, looked back and said, Guys, coach wants to meet meet with you uh, when you get in the gym, and um, you know you would have thought somebody had passed away. It was like it was it was crazy, man. A lot of right. emotion, a lot of a lot of tears, and uh, you know because like you said, we were we were moving in a positive direction. We had a lot of momentum. Finished like top twenty in the AP poll, and uh, so you know we, we were excited, and um, you know so personally. Uh, I just, uh, you know, tried my hardest to to be optimistic about the whole thing and find a silver lining in it all, and um, you know, just just really, uh, really, you know, know that you know God does everything for a reason, and uh, just like I said, try to stay as positive as possible about the about the whole situation. Yeah, I mean that's really all you can do. It's kind of tough. Yeah. It's been tough for a lot of people, but sports people. Um, as well, uh, pretty prevalent prevalent uh, aspect for, but it's kind of weird, like you said, though, like a lot of people, like you said, your manager kind of came up to you. It was kind of more of a not really, no one really knew what was happening. It wasn't like the coach was getting word from someone up top and it was falling down. It was kind of like sitting there refreshing your Twitter feed or something, just kind of waiting for a text. And, you know, some people, like you said, maybe some of the players saw it even before the coaches did, which, you know, yeah. in that situation with everything going on, it was it's hard to digest. And how many seniors do you guys have, including yourself, on the on that team? Uh, we have myself, it was uh, four, four seniors. Four so there's a lot of a lot of a lot of you guys that were that was pretty yeah. much yeah last yeah. time you guys would be stepped on the floor together. So that had to be tough. Yep. Yeah. But now you're, I think you're going to England. I'll let you kind of speak on that. But you're looking yeah. to play professionally overseas. Yep. Uh, I just, I just signed uh, about, you know, a couple of weeks ago and, um, you know, it's just, just looking forward to, uh, you know, a, a fresh start and, uh, you know, going to, you know, have fun, you know, playing the game again. So. So how does that, that's, well, first of all, good for you. Congrats. If you need like a manager or like someone to hold your shoes or something, let me know. Uh, well, yeah, I, uh, we'll, we'll be in discussion about that. Sure. Soon. Sure. After the podcast, we'll talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So how does that work going forward, though, like with all this stuff going on? I know some of those – some of the – obviously the NBA is back, but some of those overseas teams kind of finished their season already. But how, how does that work for you? Right. Um, for me and, uh, you know, most guys, you know, really in, in my situation, um, you know, uh, obviously the NCAA tournament got canceled. And that's, you know, kind of – you know, that's where a lot of exposure takes place. And, uh you know, it'd be like a high school senior missing a season. You know what I mean? I was, you know, I was relying on like that for like recruitment or et cetera. And uh, so, you know, uh, a lot of team, a lot of guys, you know, kind of rushed to go go that route really because, you know, uh, the, the process as far as, you know, uh, workouts and, uh, you know, different, different things uh, that goes into um, – get into the, to the next level um, didn't, you know, go as planned. So um, it was, it was kind of hectic because like I said, a lot of guys went that route cause uh, it was, it was the most practical uh, in that time. Um, so, you know, agents, you know, started to reach out and uh, you know, we're in discussions with different teams and it's sort of similar to the recruiting process. You know, you talk to the coaches, you know, you might you know, talk to the GM, and, um, you know, you, you kind of build a relationship and uh, see, you know, what what's the best fit for you. That's good. Well, that's good stuff. Is there like a for sure season date, like start time when you got to go over there? Or? Uh, it's, it's tentative. It's still tentative. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. 
Yeah, I don't know what's going on with all the overseas stuff, but it seems like a lot of the countries over there are in, are in better hands than we are right now. But yeah, <laughs> no. But um, so CJ, anything you want to touch on with you know Illinois or before we get moving forward? No, nah, it's just that as a senior, I, I felt for like guys like you. Um, me being a football player, um, obviously COVID is affecting this upcoming season, but dating back to last year. It wouldn't have affected my, uh, my senior year because the season was already over with. However, someone like you, who your senior season was prematurely ended because of COVID, like I felt real bad for y'all, and I was thinking of guys like you, guys that I knew personally at that level. Yeah, and, but I mean, I'm happy that you said you got your head on straight and you're taking the positive vibes. I'm sure um, some of the reading that you're doing is helping out with that for sure. I know you're a man of faith. Wow, guys, I mean, I hate to do this, but Luca just hit a game-winning three in the pot. <laughs> no way. Step back three, so. I told you, I, you, can't, you can't bet against Bobon. You can't bet against. Luke. Wow, so sorry that I just got sidetracked like that. Listen, <laughs> two-headed monster, bro. Two-headed monster. Had to have Luka, baby. But yeah, you can go ahead, Flynn. No, I mean, I just kind of want to touch on a few questions, you know, college-wise. So, first of all, where or who? We'll start off with who. Who is the toughest? player you had to play against, toughest player you had to guard, best player, who would you say, who comes to mind? Nobody's that tough, man. Nobody's right, good. right. Like, you uh, compared to you. Sorry. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. Cool, yeah. I mean, that's a better, better way to phrase it. <laughs> um, no, I think, I think uh, the best player we had to, let's see. Because uh, playing person, in the Big Ten's no joke, so you play, you've yeah, seen no, Yeah, the Big, Big Ten's no joke. I, I think uh, the, the, the toughest player, honestly, that um, – I saw my time in, in college or just this last year? College. Four years. College. College. Um, I'm going to have to say uh, we, I, my sophomore year, my, the, the half of the season I registered it, um, I'll say two guys. Uh, Karis Levert came to, came to Illinois and uh, he, t- he tore us up, man. He tore us up. And uh, another guy that people probably, you know, don't really know about, um, we played Winthrop and um, a guy named Keon Johnson. Uh, like five nothing. Um, made every tough shot. He had about 40. And uh, they, they, uh, they came in and, and uh, just <laughs> – it was crazy. So probably, probably those two, probably those two dudes. What is uh, your favorite uh, venue you played at? In college, because I know at being at the Division One level of the Big Ten, you played at some extraordinary spots. Like any uh, arena stuck out to you? Uh, MSG, MSG was my favorite. But um, the the uh, in the Big Ten, I would have to say I love playing at Michigan. I love playing at Michigan. There you go. Then you was isn't there like a a clip or something of you like crossing up? Miles Bridges or something at Illinois when you were playing Michigan State. Is that you? I don't even – you got to pull that one up for me, bro. I don't maybe know. maybe it was a step back or something. I don't know. I just – it was a few points that you had, so I thought you would well, – Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I wish you guys had a, a visual podcast. <laughs> You're trying to play it off a little humble, I see. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, moving forward a little bit, kind of want to talk about High school career, just a little bit, kind of translating into college as well. But um, since we played on the same team for a few years, all three of us kind of share similar stories and whatnot. But, you know, I just kind of want to start off by saying you are – you were, weren't you the most outstanding player or something the year we won it, uh, your junior year, I think, in the tournaments. You Again, got that. You, got, you know what I mean? You got to pull it, you gotta pull it up. Oh, don't worry. I got I got the stats and everything <laughs> right here. So I know. You were – I thought it was I thought it was CJ. I thought C, I thought it was CJ. To be honest, CJ was the best dressed on the oh, sideline with his tie. That's <laughs> what it was. The, the best dress. Was real fresh in that boot. Uh, CJ did get the best dress. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. That's why they, those games were so close. Is that we didn't we didn't have our guy CJ out there. He was in the. That's exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's truth be told. Coach Flan, if you listen to this, uh, take heed of that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyways, you know, I just kind of want to talk about we, about that, you know, your junior year leading um, a talented team to a, a state championship. But kind of what was – if you could take away, you know, one thing from playing at St. Ed's, whether it's personally uh, on the court, off the court, um, playing against somebody, you know, relationship-wise, what 
kind of helped you going from, you know, a high level uh, division, no, high level high school basketball player, you know, translating into a, a pretty good division one uh, big time player from there? Um, I say, uh, you know, St. Ed's was probably the best phrase of my life. Um, and uh, I definitely attribute, you know, most of that to um, your dad, man. Uh, Coach Fan, that's that's my guy. And I, I know it sucks to know that, um, you know, I'm his favorite. Right. But uh, I get reminded of that a lot. And then, so yeah, and then, and then you're his, you know, actual. So, but hey, I mean, <laughs> um, but pro- probably I would say, uh, you know, other than the fact that, you know, he had a, um, you know, extremely high level of uh, intelligence and basketball acumen, you know, um, just the fact that, uh, you know, he's a great person and, and, uh, you know, uh, he, he, he really set precedent that, you know, you're going to have to work for everything you get, you know what I mean? And I think that's what stood out when I chose was choosing high schools and, uh, you know, in hindsight, I think that was, you know, really what, what, uh, developed me as a man, as a person. And, um, I was, and, and then, you know, the whole Saints community, Man, um, obviously, just just full of great, uh, smart, caring, loving uh, people um, who all want to, you know, see each other do great in life, and uh, you know, people who hold you accountable and uh, do things the right way. So I think that's that's uh, you know, among amongst everything I took, I think that's uh, probably the most important, man. No, that's good stuff, but. I do want to add that, you know, this is CJ in my podcast. My dad has his own. So if you want to, like, you know, talk to him, like, buddy, buddy, like that stuff. I, I mean, mean, I get I, it. I mean, <laughs> you can go, you can go I mean, on his later, I guess. I mean, if I mean, obviously everybody knows that, you know, the, 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 the main one-two punch was me and CJ. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, people, people already are aware of that. So, and then That's, obviously, yeah. you know, obviously we have the supporting cast of, you know, guys like, uh, oh, well, you're, well yourself. Um, <laughs> I, I would be remiss if I didn't miss you on the podcast. So uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, I did. You, it's funny you say, you know, you were his favorite because I did realize that. I think because he came out with a book and we had that little photo shoot. Well, yeah, you're on the cover of the book, whatever. <laughs> oh, but I, I, I remember oh, we, walked in, we walked into the gym. It was me and you in jerseys and I'm my jersey baggy all over me like it doesn't look good I'm like there's no way he chooses me for this and that I don't we both get pictures like center court wherever for like a half hour and then you know I didn't talk to him about it and then like a couple days later weeks later the book comes out and I just see you on the cover I'm like I don't even ask well, I, I mean like, I get it I mean I you know what happens there the thing the thing about that is is like I mean obviously you know I look better than you Sean well you know I was mean? that's then, not even the thing it was your back like my well, face. Yeah, well, I have a, I have a, well, people, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but people usually, you know, when I first meet people, the first thing they say is, wow, you have an amazing back. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, that's that's it. I mean, you that know, might be a little you, weird. I, like it, I, I, was, I was blessed with a great back. <laughs> Jeez. Sure, we'll say that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about uh, how. I mean, I'm sure Sean feels the same way and how St. Ed's uh, was a great point of our life and uh, it molded it to where we are today. But any, like, memories stick out of outside of the state championship in the Final Four run? Like, I think back to the Lorraine game for you. I think back to uh, Myrtle Beach. Um, what other memories just stick out to you and always come to mind for you? Um, that, was, that, was a, that, was a, that was a fun game. That was Lorraine where we played Akron. That was a fun game. Uh, I think – I think uh, as far as uh, memories, I think uh, most of them, I would say, uh, came off the court. Probably came off the court, man. Um, such a great group of guys we had, you know what I mean? Like, the relationships we built, um, you know, I think will last forever. You know, just like, you know, you guys hit me up and, uh, you know, like right away, you know, it was, it was no hesitation, you know, it's just, it's just all love, you know, like, I don't think I could not talk to you guys for, you know, a year. And then, you know, I feel like, you know, no time was lost. So I think uh, really, really the, you know, memories off the court were the best, you know, climbing in the schoolhouse, you know, seeing each other and, you know, just 
uh, you know, joking around whenever we got a chance, uh, practice. I don't think people, I think that's why, you know, I think, you know, that's a hallmark of a good team. I feel like when, when practice is fun and, you know, you, you're working, you working hard and, and everybody's, you know, has, has one common goal and everybody's just gelling and, and competing and, and you have that relationship in the locker room, I, I think, I think uh, that's big. No, that's a good point because you – I think that's kind of like the big difference or one of the differences going from high school to college is you're not really in high school spending your entire day centered around basketball, whereas college you're working out, treatment, lifting, practice, yeah. then film. You have hours upon hours built around the game in itself, and sometimes that could be draining mentally. But basketball in high school you only get what an hour and a half two hours to be actually be in that gym and you know those were like you said times that you know we enjoyed and then especially after practice before practice you know joking around the locker room or whatever and it's like you said stuff like that that you remember a little bit more take with you for for memories to go absolutely mm -hmm. all right uh cj anything more on that any questions that you have popping up uh Talking about that um, jump from high school to college, um, I think a lot of people see what goes on on the court and they see the, the physical accolades, the performance that goes on out there, but they tend to forget about the mental aspect of the sport. They fail to realize that a lot goes into um, playing that sport before you even get out there to practice, to train. I mean, it's mentally draining. I mean, we all play college sports and we know that a lot of the times the mental side of it was far more taxing than a sprint or, or a game. Can you just talk about how, um, for the listeners, talk to the listeners out there about how tough it is sometimes mentally and how you overcame that mental block that every athlete has? Uh, yeah, uh, you hit it right on the head. Um, I think what I took away from college is uh, that, you know, it's really never been about the ball. You know, and I say that, when I say that, I mean that, you know, if, if, if mentally you're not, uh, you know, centered and, um, you know, you don't have, you don't have uh, the right perspective on things, I think uh, it can get draining quick. Um, I, I would say to anyone um, going into to college to, to uh, participate in a sport and be a student athlete or um, just, just, I mean, in, in general, uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely taxing, um, but if you take care of your your mind, you know I think everything else will will fall into place. I think that's that's really just the, the biggest thing I've, I've I've taken away. Got you. So like you said, you talk about keeping your mind uh, in place. Like what certain things did you do to accomplish that? Because I know some people take off Twitter and uh, IG, you know, the yep. next that you see on there, whether it's being more in touch with your faith, um, talking to a friend, calling home a lot. I mean, what did you do necessarily to make sure that you were grounded and never became overwhelmed? Definitely. Uh, the, the social media hiatus, that, that, that definitely helps. Um, I know that can get crazy uh, for people. Um, I, I definitely, uh, definitely being in my faith, man. And um, I'm a big believer in God and, um, you know, and, you know, he, he says things uh, uh, in front of you to, to learn from. And uh, so I, I definitely, you know, uh, when I was at school, I was, I, I found a church, you know, I found a church to go to. Um, like I'm doing now, I, I, I tried to read a lot more um, little things. Like I, I, I even started like trying to meditate and like do, do different things, just, uh, just finding what works for me, you know. Um, but, uh, definitely, definitely nurture the relationships that you, that you make in your time, especially those around you that you see on a daily basis. Right. So, you know, don't, don't, um, avoid the, the hard, you know, tough conversations or, you know, th things like that, you know, um, try your hardest to, you know, fight, fight for your truth and, um, try your hardest to, uh, to not shy away from 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 uh, the hard stuff. So, got you. And then um, going along with that, um, I mean, knowing you personally, you're a, a very passionate dude from when it comes to African Americans and the community itself. Um, I don't think people who know you. I mean, obviously, social media 
we all have, I don't want to say a front, but you only can see but so much of somebody. But yeah. knowing you personally, I know how passionate you feel about that. And obviously there was a ton of civil unrest taking place this summer surrounding the, the unjust murder of George Floyd. Um, just what were your thoughts about that and like your emotions that went down this entire summer and like were any key takeaways for you? Uh, yeah, man, it, there's, there's a lot to, to digest, man. Um, but, you know, I, I think we we live in an age where, uh, you know, you see stuff like this ev so often, you know, and it, and, it, and it's like it's crazy because, you know, it gets to a point where, you know, you don't know what what to, you know, whether it's what to believe, what's real, what's fake news, like all of this stuff. And, you know, people get desensitized to it. And I think that's really the, the craziest part. You know, um, obviously to the to the people who are in command and, um, you know, the, the higher ups as, as far as, you know, law enforcement and um, uh, at a legislative level, like I, that's just obviously objectively looking at it. I think it's just crazy that, you know, a, a guy, you know, regardless of race or, or color or creed can can uh, just be dehumanized like that, you know, and um, in, in broad daylight, much less somebody that, you know, looks like me. And um, personally, you know, and I think I can speak for everybody who who look like me um, and of African-American descent, that it's just uh, it's traumatizing to, to know that, you know, that that can happen. And, and, you know, that's not too far around the corner from you. You know, uh, regardless of the day or the week, you know that's 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 crazy. But I'm a big believer in, um, you know, in, in the fact that if if we all operate on love, man, I think uh, we can get a lot further uh, as a country, um, as people. Uh, I think we definitely we we got to do better. I think we got we all got to play our part, and um, that's not just uh, uh, the, the social media warriors as they call them. Um, but I think uh, you know people on the front line, I, I commend them. Um, I commend everybody that, you know, on, on a daily basis are, uh, you know, uh, fighting for, for what's right, you know, cause that's what it comes down to. Um, at the end of the day, uh, no matter what anybody says, uh, you know, from a, from an objective, uh, perspective, it's, it's, it's between right or wrong, you know, and, uh, that's, that's really it, man. No, I think it's big that you, touched on that positive takeaways from that especially but I think a big part of that is you saying everyone all of us can do better and yeah. there's a lot of people that sit there and say well I'm not a part of the problem so just kind of let it go by and let it let it be what it is but I think that in itself is the problem is when people just kind of yeah. sit back and just let it happen don't speak their word and and I think you brought up tough conversations earlier at a different point but you know it's it's kind of time where you have it's time now where you have those tough conversations, those, you know, meaningful conversations that not only will help you as a person grow, but other people around you, especially when you act upon those, those words. Absolutely. That's good stuff. So um, we're going to do a quick little segment, uh, quick questions for you, just like rapid fire. You just first okay. thing that comes to mind and uh, quick answers. Is that cool with you? <laughs> that's, that's great. That sounds great. Right, you can start it off. So you could say me, um, that's fine, but your favorite player in sports, basketball, whatever, doesn't have to be basketball, but favorite player? Uh, LeBron James. Typical. Or Boban. LeBron James. <laughs> okay, so Boban. All right, CJ, you, we, we can alternate if you want. You go ahead, you do the next one. All right, for sure. All right, going along the theme of you going to England to play professional ball, shout out to that. If you can travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Um, Santorini, Greece. What? <laughs> Have you been there? Or is that just like a place you want to no, go? Yeah, it's a place I want to go. That's specific. I, I've never even heard of that place in Greece, but good for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thought this was rapid fire, bro. Okay, sorry. Yeah. One, if you had one superpower, what would it be? Oh, uh, sheesh. Uh, to te teleport. Teleport. Okay. What you listening to right now? Who you listening to? Oh man. Um, in the in the in the headphones, I got a I got a lot of um, I got a lot of Rick Ross, and I got 
and I got Kid Cudi. Yeah. Okay. If you played another sport other than basketball, what would it be? Uh, golf. We're, uh, okay. Okay. I've been trying to golf do, this summer, man. Do you, do you golf, or is it just kind of like? Uh, sporadically. Um, you know, and I'm trying to get good at it. I'm trying to get to a point where, where I can compete with the big dogs. I um, mean, <laughs> Tiger hit me up the other day, so we're gonna get in, get in a lap. <laughs> What's funny, guys? No, good luck with that. It sounds like okay. it's a good idea. What actor will play uh will play you in a movie about your life? Um, Denzel. Denzel Washington. Okay. Him, you... him, 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 or, him or uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, but Denzel might get denied because he's black. <laughs> I mean. That is a good point, though. Not a lot of people remember that. That's a great point. <laughs> um, if you, what is your favorite team? Your your team, NBA, NFL, MLB, whatever. The same that we're equals, baby. I, <laughs> oh, oh, oh you said, or high you school said, too? Sure. You said, you said NBA. Yeah, go NBA. Um, the the uh, I got dual I got dual fandom ship. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and the Los Angeles Lakers. Shout out to Brown Brown. No, no love for Boban there. No Mavericks. Oh well, I mean, I, that's a gift. That goes without saying. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Hey, Best advice you ever received. Best advice before I ever received. Um, a wise man once told me, um, "Wherever you are, be there." Okay, I like that. That's good. It's deep. Um, favorite movie. Favorite movie. Uh, sheesh. That's. <laughs> That's tough. Um, wow, you just hit me. Wow, yeah. it is rapid fire, like you said before. So okay, all <laughs> take right. Your time. Well, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm actually just uh, using a couple of seconds that you, <laughs> you know, went in and interjected. So hey, um, uh, oh, a star, a, a star is born. Okay. okay. My last question for you is: You got a dinner. Who are the three people that are coming to this dinner with you? Could be celebrity, could be people who are dead anywhere. Um, uh, probably uh, Jay Z, um, uh, Jordan Peterson, and uh, Thomas Bowden. Shout out to Coach Bowden, man. Tom, yeah, he's definitely going to be listening to this, so he'll appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he has a cell phone yet. He's still pretty old. So, but, no, that's nice of you. Um, my last question. Well, go send me a raven over. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, last question for me as well. Um, favorite Flannery? <laughs> Watch how you go this, if depending on how you answer this, we might lose the audio on accident. So. My favorite flattery. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Lo Lori Flattery, yeah. Mama Flan. All right, that's the right answer. So you didn't. Household goes. Come on, man. You're not, about, you're not about to get me beat up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good answer. Before we go off, I just want to talk to you about this because I think anybody who follows you on IG and is a friend of yours know that you got an old soul, dog. Where does this come from? Um, well, the thing was, I was really supposed to be born in like the 70s. <laughs> and uh, so then when I was when I was first born, they, they said, all right, we're going to put him back. And then uh, we're going to bring him back in the uh, in 97. So then I came out and I already had been listening to, you know, so they put me in like this chamber and then I was just, you know, cooling until 97. And so I had already been listening to the new, you know, Stevie and like Anita and all that stuff, you know. So that's really what happened. That's crazy. That's almost yeah. unbelievable. Like that's almost too. You, you guys are like some of the first people to, to hear that story. <laughs> so, I pre That's groundbreaking. That actually might make it like. I big. I yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I <laughs> but hey, uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'm gonna leave it to CJ after this. But you do have a you. Well, you say you're gonna come out with a podcast soon. So yeah, yeah. Go ahead if you want to talk about that real quick or whatever. Um, you know, it's I I don't have uh, enough information to dis to disclose yet. Um, it's still it's still in the works. Um. So, but be be on the lookout for that. Um, I'm coming to take over the game. 
And, uh, you know, so, yeah, just just be ready, man. Just be ready. We'll return the favor and, and, and pull up on you for sure. Absolutely. Please, please. I got, I got to have, I got to have my boys on, man. <laughs> so, oh, we'd then, love to. So what guests you have in mind for us? Who should come on next? It can be as big as you like. I mean, the DMs are always open to anybody or anybody that you got to as big as you like, are we talking about like size, like stature, <laughs> or are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, could be. <laughs> but like whoever, like it could be someone with the edge. It could be um, one of your teammates. Who would you think? Uh, who you should? Who should come on next? Well, who should come on next? Um, you should def. You should definitely bring on. Uh, if you can't get Bobon, <laughs> I knew that was coming. If too. you can't, if you can't get Bobon, you should reach out to LeBron. <laughs> But then, if you but then if you can't get him, then, um, you know, I mean, I don't ever answer the phone for nobody. But um, <laughs> if you if you can't get him, you should have on um, – you should have on Abe, bro. Abe. That's a good one, Abe. though. That's actually a real good one. Uh, Abe got wheels or whatever your name is now. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't talked to Abe in a minute, but that's a good one. He's about to some good stuff. Hey, man. Yeah, bro. He's been doing some stuff, man, and uh, I think he got a lot of a lot of good insight. Absolutely. So once again, man, thanks for coming on, uh, KP, aka Mister Smoothie. There we go. Yes, sir. You know I me, mean, man. It was a pleasure having you on today, man. It's glad to chop it up with you. As you said before, no matter how long we don't talk with each other, every time we pick back up, it seemed like we was just talking yesterday, man. So absolutely appreciate you boys having me, man. We got to do this some more. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you very much. Thank you for Good coming. Luck. Good yeah. luck in England if we don't talk till then or whatever, but I appreciate yes, you coming out. Appreciate you.